0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Scripture, wisdom is distinct from knowledge and power. The book of Proverbs uses its characteristic punchiness to illustrate this. One wise person went up against a city of warriors and brought down the strong, stronghold in which they trusted. In the minds of biblical writers, wealth, notoriety, and power were just that. Wealth, notoriety, and power, not indicators of virtue. Wisdom was understood as a set of practices that danced together to create a deeper, more humane existence. One was not considered wise simply because one could hoard lots of property or be shrewd in business dealings. One was considered wise because of a life that yielded the fruit of love. Jesus, emerging from the wisdom culture of his family and people, shared this understanding and considered himself squarely within its tradition. The wise took flasks of oil with their lamps, the foolish did not. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept, but at midnight there was a shout, here is the bridegroom. The bridesmaids were considered wise because they were prepared. The groom didn't show up to the party when he was supposed to, but the wise bridesmaids knew he was coming and acted accordingly. In this instance, wisdom reflects a surrender to inevitability, an attention to that which one knows will happen, not unlike a person preparing their will or an expecting couple painting and furnishing a nursery. It is aligning one's affairs with that which is to come. Scholars have debated whether or not this parable is an exploration of the end of time, the eschaton, a rich debate, no less. But if we think beyond the constraints of chronological time, we are offered the gift of summoning in our sanctified imaginations, realizing all of the end of time moments we face throughout our lives. Treatment for an earth-shattering diagnosis, moving boxes out of the office after the loss of a job, waking up and getting out of bed even after the death of a loved one end-of-time moments that demand every ounce of fortitude and courage we can muster, every smidgen of wisdom we can piece together from our shore. For you know neither the day nor the hour. Wisdom emerges from the tension caused by the mutual pressures of staying awake, even while not knowing the exact details of the outcome. The waiting, the waiting, the waiting for the groom to show up. The waiting, waiting, waiting for your loved one to return from a long journey. The waiting, waiting, waiting for the reigning in of violence of all sorts. The waiting, waiting, waiting for resolution in that strained relationship. The wisdom is in the waiting, in the staying awake. Additionally, wisdom is found in community. Notice that the parable features not one, but ten bridesmaids. Five are foolish, five are wise. Five were armed with flasks of oil, five were not. Which means there was probably someone in the group that said, this wedding has already been stressful enough, so we might as well go ahead and make sure our lamps are ready. I mean, who even uses lamps after the reception anyway? And there were four women who agreed with that person who chimed in and said, that's a good idea. It's a wise idea. They relied on their collective wisdom and were thus prepared for the decisive moment. But just as wisdom happened in the community of the five bridesmaids, and you know where I'm going So did folly and recklessness and sloppiness. Someone in that group of five said, I'm tired, and that's all it took. The way we yawn when someone else yawns, it's contagious, isn't it? The allure of sleep, of rest, a vacation of disengaging the frantic pulse of our feverish news cycles and work schedules it had probably been a long marriage celebration wedding weekends can be exhausting who can blame the sleeping bridesmaids if justice is social then so is wisdom It never occurs in a silo or through an isolated epiphany. The life of wisdom takes shape through error, observation, and recalibration. The way a society might decide to practice restraint When relating to guns, after decades of unfettered mass shootings, the way a person might seek out the appropriate help after battling addiction, the wisdom is in the seeking of an alternative, an openness to saying, it doesn't have to be this way. Something deeper, broader, better is possible. And even those realizations often are the outcome of collective effort. A nudge from a friend. The lobbying of a gun control group. The tears of a loved one. The accumulation of wise people caring enough to intervene and say, you deserve more, we deserve more. Practicing wisdom, living in the ambiguity of waiting, doing the messy work of not only listening to the wisdom of the gathered community, but collecting it, implementing it, is not something somebody just wakes up every day and wants to do. This is not glamorous work, the life of wisdom. But it is necessary It is vital, not only for us as individuals and families and churches, but for whole communities, states, and even nations as we fight to keep our eyes open, to keep our lamps trimmed and burning, to keep our flasks of oil ready and available for the groom's arrival. Now, how the arrival looks... When it happens, how it happens, that's not the important question. Whether or not we're ready for it is. Amen.